So, how many Alex Cohens does it take to screw in a light bulb? Precisely one. I found this out because I got some LEDs last week. Yes, super interesting and necessary information. That's what I typically start the podcast off with. I totally don't start it off with complete nonsense. Complete and utter nonsense. Yes, I do. Like, literally every week. That's just my thing. I just like nonsense. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me like my dad. I'm just kidding. My dad's not mad at me. He's awesome and totally supports my nonsense. So, you know, that's just, I mean, not like, you know, monetarily, but like, you know, he's emotionally supportive. Very, very awesome place to be. Regardless, um... Uh, yeah, I'm here, hanging out. I got some music to show you. It's a good time. Um, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna shake it, and uh, I'll show you um, some some butt cheeks. Just kidding. Music, no butt cheeks. Just strictly music. Here we go. Uh, first off, Lord Huron put out a new song. It's awesome. Oh, it's so good. It's called Mine Forever, and I want you to listen to it. So here you go. Song's amazing. It's so beautiful. Like it just, I can't wrap my head around it. Um, it's like you can compare it to like music from the '50s and the '60s almost, but then it has this that modern feel with like the the millennial whoop kind of thing. But like they're doing it so creatively that it doesn't bother me at the slightest. It's just beautiful and amazing. Um, Lord Huron, I just I can't even believe what they're able to put out. <laughs> they just they sound they have such a old fashioned sound but they're a modern band and i just like i i love bands that are able to pull that off it's so spectacular and um i just get so excited every time lord huron puts out a new song now because they're just what an amazing band they are wonderful so yeah lord huron new song mine forever go check it out they're wonderful they are wonderful next up north lane put out new music and it's awesome. Oh, the song Clockwork is unbelievable. Check it out. Here we go. I'm running out of money on a feeling. So I'm running out of time. 
amazing. It's awesome, super melodic. The groove is just unbelievable. It reminds me of 4D, 4D from Alien a lot, but not enough that it bothers me. Uh, it's just, it's really great. Um, it's a good progression. It's super catchy. It's got this really amazing alternative sounding, like alternative rock sounding hook, like light alternative rock hook. And then just like some of the heaviest breakdowns I've heard from them is verses just like fit in there so well and blended perfectly. I mean, I expect nothing less from North Lane. So that's where we're at. Yes. Clockwork North Lane. Amazing. Oh, next up. Oh, this is this one gives me chills. It's so good. So um, there was a David Bowie celebration and they had a bunch of artists playing his music and Youngblood did Life on Mars and... Oh, Oh, it's so unbelievable. Here you go. Of the small affair, to the girl with the mousy hair. But her mommy is yelling no. And her daddy is told her to go. But her friend is nowhere to be seen. Now she walks through a sunken dream. To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked on the silver screen But the film is a sad and bold For she lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools As they ask her to focus on shadeless Fighting in the dance hall I've ever heard. I uh, Youngblood sounds so spectacular singing David Bowie. 
Like, there's just that deep tone that Bowie had was so difficult to replicate. And it seems like for Youngblood, it's it's literally no problem. It's a non-issue. Uh, he, it's it's what he's good at. He's but I mean he. He's just able to go so high so comfortably as well as just those such comfortably gritty lows that are still beautiful. Like, um, I'm sure there's a lot of effects on his voice for this because this is like a super mainstream, uh, you know, I, there's obviously like some classic musicians playing with him and I mean, that piano player. Like, did, did you hear that? Like, oh, what was he doing? It's amazing. They could very well be the musicians that played with Bowie uh, when he was alive. Um so I, I should have checked that out, but, you know, not everything is able to be researched simply just because my brain doesn't collect every facet it needs to. But regardless, this was just spectacular. Um, you should watch the video. There's a video performance. I've linked it in the, the description. Uh, Youngblood performing Life on Mars at the uh, 2021 David Bowie celebration. So Amazing. Next up, Born of Osiris has put out new music, and I enjoy this more than anything they've put out in probably five years. So I'm super stoked. Uh, White Nile, Born of Osiris, this is just awesome. I like this probably better than anything since Discovery, to be honest with you. This is unbelievable. I'm so stoked. Uh, It's a a single. Can't wait to see what they're going to do next. This is just... This is just crazy. Uh, The video is really cool. These dudes are looking stoked on what they're doing. Um, I'm really, really excited. Because I've played with Born of Osiris a number of times. When they were touring releases that I wasn't, like, super excited about. Um, But... I did get to see them when they were back touring, like, New Rain and stuff like that, which is amazing, too. That was, like, I mean, I think now they really have it together, though, because, like, when you see them now, they're better. It's just, like, the last few albums I wasn't crazy about, so I'm just I'm super excited to see them uh, with the super tight lineup they have now playing new material that I'm really excited about. Uh, this is 
Amazing. So Born of Osiris, White Nile, Nile, uh, White Nile. They put that single out on Sumerian Records, and uh, they're gonna crush. Amazing. Next up is another amazing rendition. Um, this is this is crazy. Uh, I I've heard very few renditions that are able to change the song so much to the point where it's completely different, but have it still be amazing and hold up with the original. And this is just. It's one of my favorite songs ever, being uh, completely transformed, and it's just, it's awesome. Um, It's a cover of No Rain by Blind Melon, done by Sleeping With Sirens in a completely different key, and it's just uh, multiple different keys. It's it's really cool. You need to check this out. Uh, No Rain, Sleeping With Sirens. Here we go. unbelievable they completely changed it and it's still just an amazing song um i love this i love this rendition i love the way he's using his voice in the next part after that he goes up the full octave and i just want someone to say to me it's like so ridiculous and he does it with grit and like darn kellen you're just you're getting up there huh I mean, not that Kellen hasn't always been awesome, but this is a uh, this is definitely new ground for Sleeping with Sirens, and I appreciate it a great deal. I think it's a really really awesome rendition, and I think you should go support them and what they're doing right now. Regardless, next up, ooh, we get that historical shout out. 
one of my favorite bands of all time. And I'm uh, this is I might catch heat for this one. I might not. I don't know because like it just seems like fifty percent of people love them, fifty percent of people just hate them. And uh, one of my favorite bands ever. Nirvana. I think they totally deserve a historical shout out. Uh, Nirvana, at the time that they were in their prime, um, like 1990, 1991, they were worth millions of dollars. They were the biggest music band act in the world. They were. It was the last time that a, um, I think that a rock band globally dominated everything musically. Um, and I don't feel like enough people know that. I feel like a lot of people just think that they were just some other band. It's like, no. If you look at like what their numbers were, they were uh, uh, the dominating force in the music industry uh, in the early 90s. And um, they're just one of my favorite bands ever. They're it's just so artistic and interesting, and they have so much mystique to them. And um, Kurt's lyrics are so indirect but beautiful. You don't really need to know what he means in order to feel something for it at least in my experience um and uh you're able i'm able to find so, so many different meanings in what he has to say without even really having to think about it and i just have always loved nirvana and uh this uh what i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you the man who sold the world their rendition from unplugged in new york which uh, i received from my mother as a cassette tape when i was about three years old that was one of the first things i ever first pieces of music I owned and listened to and one of my first major influences so here we go Man Who Sold the World David Bowie cover by Nirvana Years and years I roamed I gazed I gazed and stared We must have million years I must have died favorite recordings of all time um i just absolutely love this whole album front to back i've listened to it very many times um nirvana is such an interesting 
entity just because like Kurt never wanted to be famous. He like, and most people say that, but like that attitude of not of, like, you know, like wanting to be famous, like secretly. And then like, you know, but acting like you don't want to be like, he really did not want to be. And, uh, the way things kind of turned out for him is like these record execs were like chasing him all around town and he was changing his band name to make himself harder to find. And they kept finding him and like eventually just offered him more money than he, and, but he, he did everything he could to get them to not want to sign him. And they just were like, we'll do anything you want. <laughs> and, uh, it's just funny. Cause like that attitude and people knowing that he didn't want to be famous and then became famous generated this whole thing where now musicians act like, Oh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I just, you know, I just want to play music, you know, cause like, I don't like, okay. If you, if you want music to be your career, you obviously want to have some notoriety because the more notoriety you have, the more business you have, regardless of fame. But then there's also the fact that, you know, if, if you want to be a singer, especially like mo- most of us are, you know, we have this, this want for attention or like, maybe we have something to say. Like me personally, I feel like I just, I have a lot to share and a lot that I just want to say to the world, you know, about compassion and about treating each other right. And also about the earth and the planet itself. And just, you know, that's not anything that, you know, there's plenty of other people who know about the same stuff that I talk about and know more about it, but that's what I like to use that spotlight for. But I mean, initially as a kid, I just, I just liked being in the spotlight. I just liked attention. It was just a, a thing, you know? Um, I think it also had a lot to do with being an only child, from a family of divorce. So I just was alone <laughs> all the time and constantly moving around. So, um, I feel like the attention kind of sucked my head out of the gutter when it came to just, you know, the dark feelings that came along with that situation. So regardless, um, next up we got news. We get the news, <laughs> music news. I- I'll go easy. I don't do politics. I think I did in the first few, the few, some of the earlier episodes, but I'm just going to not do that. We're going to just stick straightly to music and uh, keep a good vibe. So I'm going to show you new music. I'm going to talk music news, maybe get a little real if some of the music news gets me there, but it's not going to be politics or any of that nonsense that gets me there. Um, regardless, you can get your political news elsewhere. Uh, here we go. So Coachella is moved from October 2021 to April 2022. Cool. Keep your tickets. If you have tickets to Coachella, do not get a refund. Go to the one in April. Like, help support these industries continuing to try and have these events eventually. Because they're going to plan them so that you buy tickets. 80% of people are not going to ask for refunds, so they know they're going to have the money for when the production does eventually happen. But if you don't buy tickets or you ask for refunds, they eventually won't have the money to do that. So if you want these events to continue, do not get refunds and do support them. Uh, because apparently they are really going to, regardless of when they announce dates, wait until it is safe. Uh, even when they're getting close, you know, I mean, October isn't, isn't, isn't soon, but still, I mean, you know, in, in regards to festivals, it is because they plan those a year ahead of time. So regardless, uh, I think it's a good move. You know, if they feel like that's what they need to do, then heck yeah, that's a serious festival with a lot of people. So, um, definitely not the place to play guinea pig regardless. Uh, next up. Next one is very cool. There's a walking tour of Yonge Street in Toronto where there's a lot of, it looks like an old-fashioned strip mall, uh, like like a, a venue in the corner of a street, kind of like, but it has that, uh, that look of like a venue, like uh, Webster in Connecticut is kind of like on a corner, and you can see like this window on the top, and then there's these doors to the side, 
And these stores look just like that. <laughs> like, you know, obviously a lot more run down and they're boarded up and stuff. But like, uh, you know, unlike the Webster, which is fully in business and awesome, you know, when the pandemic isn't occurring. But regardless, um, it's really cool. I saw the picture of it and there were about 27 venues on the strip in, on Yonge Street in Toronto. And so many bands <clears throat> from Canada that got huge uh, got their start there, like Rush. So super cool. If you're ever in Toronto, make sure you go to Yonge Street and try out and do that tour. I'm sure that I will if I ever make my way up there. Super cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how relevant or cool this is, but, <clears throat> you know, um, I just think it's funny. So Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian had some uh, paparazzis come upon them and take some pictures and then go, hey, these guys are together. Look at this. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. But um, I know the Kardashians have been more partial to, to rappers, it seems like. I mean, I could be wrong there. Maybe. I, I don't know anything about Kourtney Kardashian. I just know Kim Kardashian, David Kanye. That's the only thing I'm basing that off of. Um, but, like, you know, what if they start dating rock stars and then the whole trend of the industry shifts back toward rock music and punk music be simply because of who the Kardashians are dating. Could you imagine? Like, I can't really put that past society right now. So I'm kind of curious where this is going to go. And that's the only reason I'm mentioning it. Cause I think, uh, you know, let's, let's see if, if trends are going to change based on who the Kardashians are dating. Cause that'd be pretty ridiculous. Be so insane. Kim starts dating Mark Hoppus. No, that would never happen. <laughs> that'd be funny. Maybe. I mean, he slaps that bass pretty hard. It's pretty great. Uh, next up we got, Multiple artists to release slow, boring remixes of their songs to help you sleep, including uh, Ariana Grande and Post Malone. I think this is cool because, like, I mean, they got some songs that are relaxing, but like you can sleep to them because they got like a grooving beat going, a grooving beat going on. So I'm actually uh, genuinely curious to see what these will sound like, and um, you know if they'll actually have the desired effect. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Article in the description. Oh, baby. Yeah. Next up, um, this is a super interesting article I found. Lee Mavers of The Laws. Now, I hadn't heard of The Laws, but they originally wrote that song. There she goes. There she goes again. Like, I can't remember which band covered that song with the female front. That was the female, uh, with the, the female lead singer, you know, um, Obviously, I'm, I'm only mentioning that she's female because he was, a, he was a guy and this other man covered it with a female. I wouldn't say female fronted if it wasn't for the fact that it's just a difference of gender from the cover, which is always interesting to see how um, they'll change the key in order to suit the, you know, because there's obviously different vocal ranges. That's, that can't be denied. <laughs> so uh, no big deal there. So, I mean, it's, they did an amazing job and, you know, obviously that band was a hit from that one cover. So um, Lee Mavers of The Laws originally wrote that song. And there's this amazing article about him, just how much of a genius he was, why he was more of a recluse, and why he hasn't been as much in the public eye. And uh, there's there's quotes from people like Liam Gallagher of Oasis saying, like, um, Oasis's plan to continue what Lee Mavers of The Laws started. So there's obviously just so much history to this band and this artist, and I think it's a super interesting article, so you should check that out. Do it. <clears throat> Next up, frontman of Behemoth facing possible prison time, appealing Poland's blasphemy laws. So um, Nurgle, the frontman of Behemoth, 
which is a um I don't know if they're black metal necessarily or what um but well probably <laughs> so um yes frontman of behemoth facing possible prison time because he took a picture and posted on Instagram of him with his foot on the um Virgin Mary I believe Nurga lead singer album was convicted of blasphemy after posting a photo on social media of him treading on an image of the Virgin Mary. Um, and he's trying to make the point that they need to be more accepting of expression in Poland and that people who are simply defying predetermined religious beliefs are infringing upon the freedom of others. And I don't think he's wrong. I think um, if you like, if you're not destroying something and you want to make a point or express yourself in a certain way and you're not hurting somebody or destroying something, then that should be okay. Just the principle of you defying a religion should not be enough to imprison you in my personal opinion. So I think this is super interesting. Um, if you disagree, let me know. Let's talk. If you agree, let me know. Let's talk. Um, article in the description. Make sure you read the article first. More than happy to discuss. That's why I, I bring this stuff up because it's stuff that I actually am genuinely interested in talking about. For sure, and seven years ago. Next up, Geezer Butler of Black Sabbath is writing a memoir... Very cool. He's got um, apparently all kinds of stories of just the debacle uh, with Ozzy and all the you know cocaine-induced mishaps that they went through as Black Sabbath and just all these different things. Uh, one story that they talked about in the article right off the bat was uh, apparently they were um, in a dressing room there's a button by the window and Ozzy's like, Oh, what's this button do? Ha 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 ha. What's this button do? And just kept pressing it. And it was a panic button. And eventually the cop showed up and they had a giant bowl of cocaine in the center of the dressing room that they had to flush down the toilet. And then they all ran upstairs to go and flush their personal stashes. And the cops were like, Oh, you guys are black Sabbath. Oh, you're all set. And they left. <laughs> So hilarious. Um, I'm excited to read that. That sounds super cool. I I love these. I love these memoirs and hearing about these crazy stories of things happening that I will probably never get into because I'm not a, you know, I just I just smoke a lot of weed. I don't really do the 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 druggy drugs. <laughs> I mean, you know, hmm. You know what? Maybe technology will make them safe one day. <laughs> Who knows? Regardless. Um, I mean, then I wouldn't be a rock star if I was doing them if they were safe. Yeah, right. Because the the whole misconception is that you have to do drugs to be a rock star. It's not true. You just have to write good music that makes people want to rock out. That's being a rock star. Um, but drugs are like a thing that people who aren't able to do that use to make themselves feel like rock stars. But they're not really rock stars. They're just idiots. So, I mean, you know, um, don't be an idiot. Be, a, be, a, be cool. Be, be a real rock star. Make good content. Or you don't have to make music to be a rock star. You can just do something awesome. I think um I think doctors are rock stars. Especially like the first responders and everybody who 
has been saving lives and keeping people alive throughout this pandemic, they are the rock stars. They are 1,000% the rock stars of our society right now. Um, and we should just be giving them all the love because they've, they've been through, if, you know, the rest of us think we've had it bad, they've had it worse. 100%. Um, so, yeah. You definitely don't have to do drugs to be a rock star. But these stories seem really cool, and I can't wait to read them. Yeah. Uh, next up, I found an interview with Ringo Starr of the Beatles, drummer of the Beatles, talking about his new EP. Because this guy's just never, he's never going to stop. I respect the crap out of it. Am I going to like this new EP? Maybe. Maybe. I'd say there's about a 50-50 shot. Because <laughs> I, like, I can't say that there's like Ringo songs that I'm like, like ah. Paul, not not quite the case. Paul really puts out some good stuff. Uh, Ringo, we'll see. You know, I, I'll, I'll listen to it. We'll give it a shot. See what goes on. Maybe I'll share something on here when it does actually come around. But yeah, so if you want to listen to Ringo Starr talking about his uh, his new EP um, with thevulture.com, uh, I got the link in the description. Yay! And uh, yeah, that's all I got for news and music. And yeah, that's about where we're at. Uh, charity of the week. I'm going to go back to one I've already done, Thorn. They are every day using the money that is donated to them to come up with new technologies to develop, um, to develop new technologies that are able to detect trends in that that will allow them to catch human traffickers in the act. And they save kids and they save adults uh, going into the work, like the slave labor force, and they save, you know, again, kids. They've saved like 20,000 children from uh, child sex trafficking. And um, Thorne is amazing. You should give Thorne all your money. <laughs> if you have any extra money to give to a charity this week, please uh, help them. Follow their Instagram page. They they post really great information about what to look for and stuff like that. And they've spent, you know, the past four or five years helping authorities identify trends to save people from trafficking. And it's just, (laughs) these are the people who are actually doing what is needed to fix that problem. They're not on there complaining or whining about uh, nonsensical conspiracy theories, you know, and even if those conspiracy theories are correct, there's a whole black market industry for trafficking that doesn't have anything to do with our government outside maybe some of the officials being clientele of said market. But the fact is, Thorn are the people who are going in and actually effectively identifying this market and saving the people who are actually needing our help. Um, so they're an incredibly important organization, and they work with other organizations doing the same thing which I love. If you look at who they follow on Instagram, it's mostly just just other organizations doing the same exact thing. And um, they just, they want to build a community of people that are going to help save these people that are in captivity. And it's one of the most harrowing and disgusting and horrible things to face us today. Um, and it's it's that's the thing it's like the one thing above like wildlife conservation that really just like cuts to the core for me like we need to fix this we need to fix this like these people deserve to be free and um 
it's really not talked about enough how these people, once they're, they, they, they're groomed into captivity, they're not just taken and like, oh, I need to get out of here. They're groomed into believing that they are meant to go with these people. And then when they go with these people, they become so defeated over such a long period of time that they don't even like try to escape because they're so, they think, they think that, I mean, obviously the more time they spend not being saved, the more time they're going to think that this is just their prison and this is life and this is what they have to accept. And it's so horrifying that there are people in the world who think that way about that kind of situation. And, um, like, I don't know if you can tell by the tone of my voice, but obviously I'm very affected by this. I, I, I despise that there are people out there that take advantage of other people this way and it needs to end. So, um, yeah, if you have an extra money, please donate it to Thorn, uh, immediately. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, night, whatever, whatever time it is that you're listening. Have, have it, have a time.